Know what they say about the rose out the concrete, flowers blooming in dark rooms, poofing when God speaks. What a passion and grind me. Call it perfect timing or alignment. The assignment provide peace. Confirmation through conversation. My knees been bloody, been praying for patience, embracing these affirmations. We made it. Hard times, but we made it. Been shaking the devil off under pressure. We never faded. We the living proof. But a promise, being honest, we cut from a different cloth. Black X and the satisfying us, we the living proof. I don't deserve it, far from perfect. A product of taking chances and leaning on his discernment, we the living proof. Living legends, it's a blessing to be a blessing. Providing the youth for the new perspective, we the living proof. The living proof, the living proof, y'all. Alright, so welcome back to another episode of Living Proof. And I am honored to have my brother, um, Mr. When you run for president? Uh, 2040. <laughs> Sometimes soon, man. My, my brother, uh, Mr. Avery Martin here, man. Pleasure. Appreciate you. Appreciate good, you. Good to see you and all that. Uh, we, we are continuing this series uh, on healing. Um, healers dealing with uh, unhealed trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I'm ready and really excited. Uh, we kind of already had this conversation to jump mm -hmm. off on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're going to dive in. And first, uh, before we get into my questions, mm -hmm. um, who are you? You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and what, what do you do? Yeah, so um, number one, thank you, uh, Justice, for having me, dog. Obviously, relationships uh, build over time. And so ours Definitely. has uh, genuinely done that. And I think for us over Twitter, um, Justice asked a question about not voting. And I just said, let's hit my line, right? And so I think that's where, uh, for me, I'm always been approachable and telling people, just hit my line, you got my number, um, let's discuss it. Um, going back to the professional realm, I used to be the director uh, for Lawrence County DSS in South Carolina. So I was the youngest director in the state at that time uh, at 31. And so leaving uh, DSS, uh, I went straight to the political world. And so um, I've been telling everybody, I pretty much jumped from high school to the league and running a presidential campaign for a U.S. Senator. And so I've had the opportunity to do that and now I'm in transition from South Carolina to D.C. But one of the things that I'm looking forward to doing is uh, building a pipeline of ideas of community over the next three to four years and particularly what we do here in South Carolina and how we do that within the African-American community but also the Hispanic community as well and then looking at making uh, a congressional run possibly the next few years here. Um, so right now uh, I'm a free agent, as they say, uh, but again, that's going to change really, really soon now that things are beginning to open back up. But politically, uh, I plan on making some more steps uh, and moving forward to be a candidate really soon. Most definitely. That's awesome, my brother. So you're ready to jump in? Yeah, let's go. All right. So my first question, um, and, and not even similar to the first question, but uh, who are you um, and, and not what you do? Yeah. So defining who are you is really uh, a poignant question in today's society. I always tell people um, I'm a listener and I think that's one of the key things that has allowed me to be successful is being able to listen but also being uh, able to connect with people. So I'm a connector. Whenever someone has an idea, uh, typically I'm the person that people call because I believe in building relationships as I said before but also helping people connect to their goals and their dreams and so being a listener and a connector then allows me to be effective. And so for me, those are two th things that make up and embody who I am as an individual, is being a leader, number one, but being a listener and then a connector 
to see where people's goals and visions uh, desire to be is so crucial because I tell everybody we can't do everything. Most definitely. But when we help other people fulfill their dreams and their goals, then we become successful. Most and definitely. I think that is the key for me and how I see uh, building community and the village. And so I hope those uh, things and those attributes uh, connect to people when they hear this story, but also when we have conversations together. Most definitely. I, my next question, my brother, um, we, you know, this whole series is centered around healing. Mm -hmm. um, and your definition, what is a healer and do you consider yourself a healer? Ooh, what is a healer? Um, I think a healer is a person, again, who listens, but also who has empathy toward situations. Mm -hmm. And so being a director for DSS, um, I've seen families and individuals in broken situations. Mm -hmm. And so they've come to my office and our agency to ask for help. And so I think for me, healing is number one, acknowledging the pain. Most definitely. But then number two, taking the steps to identify those things, but then to work toward fixing them. And so I think that's what healing is. You have to identify that there's a pain and a hurt there. Most but definitely. then number two, you have to be willing to put in the work to do that. And so for me, uh, in the work I've done, it has uh, allowed me to be a healer. Uh, if a family does not have food, we, we as an agency help that family. If a family needs parenting or uh, you know whatever assistance it, ha assistance it has been, it has been for us to be able to help them. But again, for me personally, when people need help and if I can help them and they hit my line, it is up to me to say whether or not I can or cannot do it. Uh, but oftentimes I've been able to do it. And I think that's the key for me too is in an age in where everybody wants to put something on social media, mm -hmm. you come to me, it's like it's a closed box because I don't believe that we should uh, put out what we're doing for other individuals, for accolades or for help. Okay. And so I think also that's so important in the healing process, especially when it comes to men who are struggling with uh, identity and other mm -hmm. self issues. They're not looking for a brother to write this long post about why he helped you. Straight up. They're looking for you to come in the confines of a locked room and say, bruh, I need help. I need you. Can you help me? I'm struggling. But then can we keep it 100 in this help? And so for me, I think that's another crucial part of the healing process. Healing does not um, lead to social media likes. It does not lead to social media shares. And I'm not saying there's not an opportunity and a time for that. But I'm saying the people that I've dealt with who've been hurting, mm -hmm. who have felt like I want to take this gun mm -hmm. and just end it, real life. we're not looking for a like or a story on, on, on Facebook or Twitter to say someone helped me. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of been um, my situation. And again, for me working in this work, mm -hmm. being a leader in this state, um, I've seen whether you are rich or poor, you need help and healing. So it mm -hmm. goes across the board. Um, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't seem to understand. And again, it, it's easy for the rich man to say, I am rich, but yet I'm poor at heart. I'm poor at spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So it's easy for the poor man to say, I'm poor if I were rich, I, right? But again, it's hard to say what you would do in those situations um, if that's not your life and, and what you're currently going through. That's tough, man. And what you're saying is so real, man. It's kind of like uh the, the essence of hope um and, and being hopeless and if you've never been hopeless mm -hmm. you probably can't relate 
Um, this is this is polished mm -hmm. Avery. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're saying I'm real good. Told you vote for my brother, man. That's, that's a true politician. <laughs> nah, nah. Um, but I'm pretty sure you haven't always been as polished as yeah. clean cut. So what obstacles in your life? Um, well, one, do you think your obstacle gave you purpose? Yeah. Um, but what were some of the things that kind of led to the Avery we see now? Yeah. So I mean, being transparent. I mean, um, when Justice got engaged, I sent him a message and I said, "Listen, the things that you uh, can you did leading up to that." right continue to do those things i said yeah. the same thing uh to braylon as well right um so i was married many people don't know that and i ended up getting uh an annulment so it was really really quick right um but out of that experience um, i had to acknowledge failure at 28. so for the first time in my life i'm looking at my situation like darn i failed i failed college courses before i've lost basketball games mm -hmm. before like I've, I've done some things that we lose in life but at this one thing that I'm saying, man, God, like I should be really, really good at this, right? I failed. And so for me, it was a humbling experience. And so I had to come back to the fold of family and mm -hmm. life to say, I screwed up, mm -hmm. right? So again, it wasn't one of those things where I never had said anything negative about um, the young lady I married, because I never would, because number one, I take responsibility as a man Definitely. to say, hey, I asked you, right, to, to walk with me in this journey. Um, but that for me really was the first experience in life at 28 that I had to examine where I was going. Because at the time, um, I'm living on the West Coast. I literally have to text my mom right before Thanksgiving. I'm like, mom, I got like $5 and some change in my wow. account. I'm like, can you get me a ticket home? And of course, she said, yes, I can get you a ticket home. And so few months later down the line, um, you know, we have this family meeting and I say to my parents, you know, what happened, yada, yada, yada. Um, and my sister, I remember my father saying to me, um, so we're going to make you 10 times better, right? right? Like you're going to get back on your right. feet. But that transition and, and that part of life really has allowed me to be where I'm at right now. That's beautiful. And I think that's the thing when I talk about being a listener and also being, um, a bridge for people. I couldn't have done the work at a high level that I did for DSS as a director without going through my own path. Had you not been through yeah. you know, saying your own yeah. stuff, that's real. And, and so going through that experience, um, it just shaped me, man. I mean, it's humbling, number one, because um, you failed. And so you may not have failed before a thousand people, but you failed before God in that sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have to go back and say, wow, like what? Um, did I do number one um, that I shouldn't have done? But then number two, how do we move forward? How do we move forward. And so out of that process, I had to go through the healing process, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I had to acknowledge the hurt, right? Step one. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I had to be real and say, bro, this isn't what you wanted. You didn't sign up for this, but this is what you have. Mm -hmm. So how will you move forward? Um, after this. And, and so for me, um, cheering people on has always been my thing, but I had to get it from a different perspective now. Sir. Because when you're, you're hurt and you want it to be kind of like this, uh, this image of almost perfection at times. And you realize like, John, ain't nothing perfection, it, it, right? It's an illusion, man. And, and then you go through it, so you're like, woo, I'm dirty. I'm, I'm, I'm unclean. And then you ask yourself, how would somebody else want 
want me right and that's as a man speaking because again we supposed to have it together right and so you like everybody's like oh you know you're gonna do this you're gonna do that you're like i got the world at my fingertips but then it shatters and so for me i think that was the thing when you talk about uh what has shaped me to hear i had to acknowledge failure Mm. and i think that's another part of healing that as men we struggle with because oftentimes we want to manipulate the situation we say well i'm a good man i don't cheat I don't cuss uh-huh. at you, I don't hit you, I don't do these things, right? And so when it happens to us, we're like, well, why did it happen to me? But then ultimately God is saying, no, nah, I'm looking at your heart though. Mm. So there are some things in that and saying like, gosh, I had an ego, right? Mm. That I don't do these things. But again, that's the bare minimum, <laughs> right? And so again, um, God brought me back to first Corinthians, man. Love is patient, love is kind, and envy it's not boastful. And so again, that had to be the bridge, Absolutely. right? A relationship, but it's in a genuine way. Man, that's beautiful, man. And, and going with this whole aspect um, of healing and going in a little deeper, mm-hmm. uh, do you feel like at any time during your life, because um, we know healing is, is not pretty, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Do you, do you feel like you blocked out anything from your past mm-hmm. um, that you now, as, as a grown man, have to deal with um, and face? Yeah, so my, my thing to that is very different. I was actually with my father this past weekend. And he asked me, he said, you know, do you think I spent enough time with you? Wow. And, and so one of the things that I had to say to myself was, and I said to him, like, I've never thought about it. Wow. Because, um, again, uh, unbeknownst to me, my parents have been married 40 years together. It's a blessing. So I don't know what other things look like. And for, I took things for granted, right? And so when you talk about healing, sometimes we take things for granted not knowing we shouldn't. That's real. And so again, I was naive in trying to feel like I'm invincible, right? Because I've got a loving home with parents. Mm-hmm. My parents have been there when I needed them for my sister and I. So I don't have these certain traumas. But God was saying, listen, just because that's not your story does not mean that humility should not still be a part mm-hmm. of your everyday walk. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I had to acknowledge um, being naive. That's real. To certain situations just because I was comfortable, right? And so we don't, and, and again, that's why I talked about the rich man versus the poor man. We see the rich man in a big house and we say, oh, he is comfortable because he has a car, he has gas, he has all of these things. And the poor man is like, but I want to obtain them, right? But God is saying, nope, you don't know what the rich man is battling with, with mm-hmm. wanting to take his own life. Mm. So he's saying, I want you to be happy with what you have. And so for me, it was kind of that story where uh, I was a prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing what I wanted to do, just running, right? And then God's like, boom, nah, you can't run no more. And so <laughs> a part of that for me was I had never had to stop in my life for wow. doing anything. Wow. Because it was always just go. If you follow somebody else, got you. And so, again, looking at my past when I finally had to stop and just say, damn, I had to examine what I could have done differently at 21, Mm. what I could have done differently at 24, right? Because there were some decisions that I made inherently that I could have done some things differently. And so I had to acknowledge that. And so then I had to say, okay, God, you're going to reshape this, but it's still going to be the story and the line that it's supposed to be. But again, if I would have done some things differently. Then maybe I would have went to law school, right? And maybe out of law school, I would have even got married because I would have been there right now at that time. You see what I'm saying? Most so again, it's some of those things that 
Um, you have to go back and examine. But again, for me, once I acknowledge the failure and I acknowledge, okay, God, what could I have done differently in relationship in this period of time between 21 and 28? Then he said, okay, I'm going to then help you mm. get to where you're supposed to be. But again, in this season of life, it's no rush. You see what I'm saying? It was a rush in the beginning part because in your 20s, you're running and you're saying, God, I just won't. But you're not stopping to pay attention, as they say, to, to smell the flowers. Smell, smell the roses, right? man. Yes, sir. <laughs> and so for me, I didn't stop. Yeah. And so I kept looking at what's next mm. until God finally said, okay, I'm going to show I you. I feel like in a sense, you're telling my story right now, yeah. especially with this quarantine. Uh, and I talked about in the first episode just pretty much how I went through a state of depression because mm -hmm. I was so addicted to my routine. Mm -hmm. Um, and just in a sense, when you're by yourself, how you, how you have to deal with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's definitely um, where I, I was at. Um, and, and definitely um, just, we, we talk about the power in your story, man, and how you can truly get healing um, from that whole self-reflection mm -hmm. piece. Um, so, so now, um, as, as the Avery we see now, mm -hmm. what areas in your life do you feel like you still need healing? Yeah, man. So um, one of the things that I always ask for God is just discernment, right? Like this straight up. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm a tough cat. Like people don't realize that. So I ask God all the time, like uh, soften my heart at times, mm -hmm. because as men, we're like, uh, 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 press the goal, press the mark. Right. Uh, but sometimes God is saying, I'm not asking you to press anything right now. Mm -hmm. I just want you to sit and be still. And so for me, um, that's the constant battle for me. And even as you spoke about before in these last 90 days, it's been a battle in being comfortable with saying, God, I'm stuck in this position. But he's saying, you're not stuck. You're not stuck. Right? Mm. So I had preach to, to the free people, myself to the people, man. of that mindset mm. of feeling stuck. Because I was like, God, I, I just came off running a presidential campaign. And all of a sudden, the next day, it's like, boom, it just stops. Man, I, I can't believe it. You you was more hands-on. I mean, yeah. my work, uh, uh, Ben Carson's campaign, and I was just like one of his state reps or something. I'm talking, but it was constant. So yeah. imagine what you was facing on a daily yeah. and then coming to a complete home. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it had to be, had to do something mentally. Man, you know what? It's, it's, it's a politician, I won't say his name, but it's a black brother um, who he's only 39, only a few years older than me. And his story, um, it connected to me because he was at the highest level of heights mm -hmm. in, in politics. But when it ended for him, he couldn't figure out what was next. And so publicly we've seen, you know, where things have gone and, you know, he leaned toward drugs and some other things um, and his family. And so I prayed that things get connected with him. But I felt so connected to that because you're on um, this high. Mm. And it's like you're at the apex of the roller coaster. It's almost like that Wale um, that album. He's talking about, choo -choo 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 -choo. you know what I'm saying? With Seinfeld. So you're going oh, yeah. up. And so you're at the top. But once you get to the top, you just straddle for a second. And then when you go down, it's really like, shoot. Oh. And then you're saying, God, what is next? Mm -hmm. And I've been feeling like you're not even listening to me, right? <sighs> And so everybody around you was asking like, well, what's next? And so you go on a few interviews and you're like, nah, this ain't it. And they don't offer you the job anyway, so you know it ain't it, right? But you continue to desire to see what's next. But one of the things that I started doing was giving more, mm -hmm. right? So someone would send me an email, da-da-da-da-da needs this. So I'll say, God, I'm giving with a whole heart, oh, right? 
So I'm going to say, well, I need you to meet with this person. I'm like, who am I right now, right? <laughs> like, I ain't nobody, right? Yeah. But God is like, nah, I'm still going to use you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did in this season was I started giving more to begin to heal what I was missing, right? Because, again, it's action. That's it, man. And so when you're going, you go, 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 but you miss out on so much. And so for me, the beautiful part about all of this has been able to be still, mm. right? And just listen to God. And, but then accept the time that I have with my family as well, too, um, which is something that in this season of life, I haven't had. Because once you graduate college and you go from job to job, city to city, it's yeah, like you not, don't see mom and dad anymore, uh, right? But then it also it has um, kind of renewed my mindset and some of the business things that I wanted to do. And again, we talk about healing continuously, right? The mind is one of the things, Romans 8 and 28, that we have to continue mm. um, to think about, right? Because it's truly a renewing of the mind daily. And, and I think it's one of the things that I had to look at. Um, and I had to say, God, okay, today is Thursday. What can I do today? Mm. Because once you get in the routine, as you know, Monday through Friday, you know in the morning I get up, I got to go to work, I got to do this you know after work. So, so sometimes when you want to spend time with God, you're tired already. That's and so true. you're saying, well, God, I want to read this book for an hour. Well, I got to do school, work, I got to do this. And so God sometimes go lacking. We go to church on Sunday for an hour and a half, but I got to get on Twitter because I'm ready to go. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I get on Instagram, like some pics. So for me, man, it's really been the healing process of just being home. Just be able to cook for the family. That's just real. be able to see them. That's real. Um, to be able to talk to them. Because again, this next chapter, we go back full speed. I think you said something so key, man. You said part of your healing was being home. Yeah. Um, and I can, like, just thinking about my mother's house, like, sometimes it's like, you know, you ain't trying to go back home, but mm-hmm. just how rejuvenating mm-hmm. um, it is to be around family, to be around the ones you love. And when you get in that routine, man, it's, it's easy to miss what God has placed already in front of you yeah. I think another thing the quarantine helped me realize a lot of things we think we need mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we don't right um, right and, and so just just taking more of a focus on family um and i think that's a, a real part of healing because i really feel like regardless of of how you got here um in your story man god placed people in your life right. for a reason especially your family no yeah. matter how much they may get on your nerves you connected to yeah. them, you know what I'm saying? So I feel that's, that's a strong place of healing. Yeah. Um, and, and my last question to you, man, sure. you kind of talked about it earlier, um, but how are you using your story right now to navigate through life? Yeah, so for me, um, one of the things that I talk to, I have five uh, young male black cousins, and so I talk to them regularly. Um, and so I help them navigate through the pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, when I talk about being 21 and, and looking at things differently, I have some cousins that are 21. And so they're going through that same mode right now. And they're trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? What is my purpose in life? Mm. And so for me, um, not being so far removed from that situation, it's the same thing. You know, your parents try to share some things with you. Like, man, y'all are too old and too far removed. So I'm still like still like the hip cousin, if you will. So <laughs> I connect with them and how we're we going to navigate through college into the next steps. And so for me, um, that's how I look at life right now and sharing that story. And again, I'm free when people ask me, um, how did we get here? And one of the things that I tell people too is that um, fear died when failure happened. True. Right? I had to acknowledge, again, I was fearful of saying I want to study for the LSAT and go to law school. I was fearful of doing some things. So I kind of played second fiddle, right? When I should have been stepping up saying, God, but you got this. You got it. You said you got me. And so 
I put some things on back burner because of fear. And so some things that I'm saying now is I'm moving forward because I've already seen what God has done. Mm. And so now he's saying to me, I got your back. So when I stepped out on faith to go into the political world, again, that was the backstory. Because I had told my family for a few years, I'm going to do this. I didn't know when it was going to come, <laughs> right? So again, for me, the daily thing is understanding what has God placed in your heart. He's placed some things in business that we mm -hmm. talked about earlier. And so I began to work on the business aspect. Again, because I've seen what God, if you've been giving me this since 21, 22, then there's a reason that it's still been on my heart, okay. right? So again, that's the other beautiful thing about this time is that I've been able to work on those things. And so for me, now I'm saying, okay, this is like the songwriter said, this is my story. This is my song, mm -hmm. right? So again, now I'm understanding what my praise is, mm -hmm. right? But it's still a work in progress, right? Work. And so I think that's the thing too for me now is it's not just a green light that I'm looking for. Mm. I look for the yellow lights now, of caution. Hey. Right? And then God that. says, Tweet that. Tweet stop, that. <laughs> right? Tweet that. Then I'm stopping. Because see, sometimes, you know, my first car was a stick. And so I would have to straddle up a hill. See, sometimes we want to straddle, right, the situation. And God is saying, no, I want to remove you that from all altogether. But because we don't trust or we're afraid mm -hmm. to trust him. Right. It's like, well, God, I want to keep moving. And so finally, he said, OK, let you go have your way. And then when you land in that ditch, then I got to hopefully pull you out. But what if he doesn't? Yeah. And so for me now, that's been an important part of this process, because now I'm moving with caution. But if God says go, then I'm what I'm going. And mm -hmm. I think that's how we're navigating through this chapter. Even in relationship, there are some people and I tell you this all the time. When you're around, imagine uh, for the Democratic primary this past year, we had 20 people running for president at one point in time. I'm in a room with every candidate, including um, Vice President Joe Biden, mm -hmm. right? And I'm looking around in this room and understanding why I'm out here. That's the key for me now. God, what's the purpose? Mm. Right? Because again, what if the purpose ultimately is not for me to run for office, but for justice to run? Right? But again, my relationship and my connections now make the walking for justice a whole lot easier. And I think that's just where I'm at, man. That's my key. experiences have said to me, you can help somebody else. When somebody else asks me now about certain things about marriage, I can help them. Listen, bro, I wasn't married alone, but this is what I can tell you. <laughs> for real, your right? experience. And I also can say it from the perspective of I've seen my parents walk together for 40 years. So that's if you want somebody who wants to talk to, listen, my pops is open, right? to discussing. And again, I didn't look at that relationship as being important because again, why I was comfortable with it mm. because again, it was my normal. See what so I'm saying? Real. So now I look at my normal totally different now. Now I look at my normal is what am I not seeing that I should be seeing? And now it's allowed me to connect more with people in a different way um, on a tighter level than even what I expected because now people see you as being what vulnerable, mm. right? Because. Mm. As, as men want to be Superman. We want to. We think we're Superman. Yeah. And we want to be Batman. And we want to, you know, we want to flip the swip. But then, you know, it's like, I can't flip it today. Because today I ain't got it. I ain't got it. And it's being able to be in that position to admit. Yeah. You know I don't have yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm real with that. Sometimes I'm like, no, I ain't got it today. And it's perfectly fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not to have it. Um, but I'm just going on, just like you said, as men. Uh, we, we, it's just... 
that toxic masculinity mm-hmm. um, when we put in unnecessary burdens on ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I, you do definitely hit it uh, yeah. on the head, man. Um, you guys got a word today. I, I don't know what else to say uh, to that, man. How can they follow you? How can they keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, so um, on Twitter and Instagram, it's Avery Stenard, S-T-E-N-A-R-D, Stenard. Uh, obviously on Facebook, Avery Martin, LinkedIn, the same thing as well, too. Um, but then if anybody wants to email me, AverySMartin at gmail.com. I'm always open to conversation and to moving things forward. And hopefully um, you will begin to see things in the community. I'm working with some people right now on a few initiatives to kind of move things along forward to as well. And so that's the key for me now uh, is community, but legacy. Mm. Um, and what are we going to leave behind? And so that's where I'm at right now, leaving something behind. Man, my brother, it has been a true blessing, man, uh, to have you. you. Uh, to to be featured on Living Proof yeah. uh, today. Um, all I can say is thank you, man. Nah, just for being you. vulnerable, being open. Um, until next time, man. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you something resonated with you, be sure to like, um, subscribe, hit that share button. Um, this has been the Living Proof with your boy Jay Cox, where your story um, is within your purpose. Thank you. That's it. That's good. It was good, man. That's good. It was good. Oh, it wasn't even recording. You playing? Yeah. I'm playing. Hey.